If you find you're unsettled listening today, reach out to a trusted friend or go to tradespodcast.com and click on resources. We are men in the trades forging health in the drug poisoning crisis. This is Off the Clock Toolbox Talk. Hi, Karen here. Today we have a little gem that got cut from Kale's story, but I wasn't going to leave it on the editing room floor. As I listened to it, I started thinking, everyone talks a lot about how you need to get into recovery or you need to go to rehab. But rehab and recovery aren't really places. I think they're more like milestones or developments on our human journey. I don't tell much of my personal story on this podcast because it's not specifically related to men's mental health or pain or substance use in the construction industry, but I'm on my own recovery journey too. This conversation reflects the things I think all recovery journeys have in common, and I'll chime in again at the end and let's see if we agree on what recovery indirectly brings us. Let's jump into the conversation with Kale Moth and Trevor Botkin. Ben, if you can start tomorrow with a positive mindset, clear mind, fresh breath air, and maybe a new perspective on things, you're going to be good. It's not going to be great right away, but I promise you that it's going to be a little bit better and a little bit better. It never, you know, I wish I could say that it just gets a hundred percent and that you never you never have to face a struggle ever again. And you're never going to have issues pop up. It's like, no, you're still going to have battles. But the difference is, is you're going to be strong as fuck and you're going to be able to handle whatever the hell comes in front of you because you start feeding yourself and you feed yourself more and more every day. You give yourself an opportunity to have a mindset that is unbreakable. And if you stay in that mindset and you keep focusing on it and you have people that are around you that are like-minded, it just becomes the norm. And before I knew it, and have these coworkers come up like, Hey, Kale, got a question for you. Like, yeah, what's up? Like, what was, when did you know that it was, you needed to make a change or something wasn't right? What I find, find really interesting about what I was hearing in your story, Kale, is that like the, the recovery isn't the end of the road. It's the beginning of building a skill set that actually serves you in life. And then you've taken your skill set and you're using it to help lead other people or not even that like, Oh, I'm the leader. It's not like that. It's just like, you're finding your way and you're saying, Hey guys, it's not that bad over here. It's actually kind of cool. Do you want to come check it out? And in fact, they do want to come check it out because Mm -hmm. there weren't any other options before. Right. And I, you know, always think about like, we can't give other people what we don't have to give. So we have to go on that journey of figuring out like what the fuck is going on with my life and how do I get to where I want to be? How do I become the kind of person I want to be versus, um, I mean, a lot of people like will try out the drug route or will try out, you know, other routes that are other types of addictions, uh, and they get stuck. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, when we go into, I think recovery is really about getting unstuck and, and then getting some flow, some movement, and actually growing to where you want to grow to. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. My particular brand of mental health, uh, you know, was such that the the drugs, um, the drugs really were a medicine for many years. And then it was the drugs that took me down to a point of desperation where I was ready to really find some answers. And uh, as Kale probably understands, the answer was really easy. I, all I had to change was everything. Mm-hmm. And um and, you know, I don't know that I would have got to that point. I spent, you know, I'm 48 years old now. I was uh, 44, 43 years old when I went into rehab. And 
you know, I was broken down to a point where I could actually just open my mind and shut up and listen and, and then fucking not stick so hard to these stupid ideas and concepts and things that I had held so close to my heart for so many years. Like if they were so great and they're fucking working, then why the hell was I in a rehab center? Right. Yeah. So I look at Kale and I'm like, man, it's hard for me to hate your journey, buddy, because you know, you sit there, you're very, you're very well spoken. You seem very grounded. You're, uh, you're helping people. You're leading by example. You've got a principled life. You got your family back. I'm like, fuck, it's hard to, it's hard to regret a story that leads you to that space at 25 years old, brother. Yeah, I know. It's like I said, it hasn't been easy. It, it definitely, uh, I wish I could say it just gets, it's easier and everything's fixed. But like, like I said, you just get stronger. You get a lot yeah. stronger. You start, uh, you start putting yourself in a position to accept more. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny to say that because right before I came on this podcast tonight, I was actually doing uh, some traveling around the city here with uh, the brother-in-law. And uh, we went to, uh, there's a snowmobile, there's a slow, uh, sled show here in Saskatoon. And uh, I was just walking around looking at different vendors. And out of nowhere, you know, talking about a, a vending whatever booth that was up and this guy mentioned something about addiction and uh, I told him I was like yeah no that's that's crazy I was like I gotta go and do a podcast here I gotta be part of a podcast he looked at me he's like oh actually and he's like well what's it about I was like well you know it's about relating to guys about ending the stigma and in, in addiction and mental health you know really being strong in the industry about what needs to fucking change and he's like actually he's like dude he's like I'm like five months sober I oh, like, nice. looked at him and was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, you're serious right now? He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm pumped. And I shook his hand right there. I'm like, dude, this is exactly what I needed. Like, I'm about to go into a podcast. I was nervous. I was super nervous. Like, what am I going to do when I, when I get the opportunity to speak here? I was like, how can I, you know, how can I make this the best that it can be? It's like, honestly, the truth. Just yeah. go out there and tell him what it is. If you see a guy that's hurting then, you know, don't be afraid to give him a hug. It's all right. It's it's okay to not be okay. And I proved that in front of there was hundreds of people walking around right there. I celebrated this guy because like, man, that is a huge step. If you can say that, you know, you've you've got a 24 hours sober, couple of hours sober, and that's the longest you've been sober in the last how many years? Dude, that is a fucking huge accomplishment. A miracle. And he's sitting there telling me in a vending booth, he's sitting there running a vending booth with him and his wife partnered up together not split up and they're running this this booth i was like this is this is incredible man this is exactly why i need to keep going because it's not just up to me to go and change the world i'm never going to change the world that's not my job but i also need some hope every once in a while too because i can talk i can speak and i can go and tell people my story but at the end of the day it's hearing about the new guy the new guy that's taken a step into this life and I, and they're like, shit, like, this is amazing, man. It feels good. Doesn't mean that they don't cry. Doesn't mean that sometimes they think about grabbing a bottle or making a phone call and going for a drive. Like it's, they just terrifying, terrifying exactly. to be in that place in early recovery. Right. Absolutely. And, and it's, for me, uh, I was always just like, why isn't this going to end? Like I've been clean for this much time. Why am I still programmed this way? There's a yeah. lot of fear around it. Yeah. And that's just, it is, you know, I, uh, my auntie, she, uh, she likes to say the opposite of addiction is connection. And that's, that's a huge one. And to, to relate to that is 
you know, when you're sitting there and you can connect with somebody, it gives them an opportunity to have that void kind of filled where they're not wondering why them, right? Because if you have that void, you're usually going to seek, you know, what can fill that void. People start searching for booze. They start searching for gambling. They start searching for drugs, sex, porn, whatever it may be. And they try and fill that void. If that connection would have been made, maybe it could have stopped that turning into an addiction, right? So being able to hear that and, and today, right when I needed it the most, and that's crazy about is you open the doors of opportunity for sobriety and man, it'll amaze you. Mm -hmm. And I, I literally looked at a grown man and I was like, dude, this is exactly what I needed. I, and I was like, thank you. I was like, thank you for being here. Thank you for taking that step and saying that this is what you want to do with your life because it's not easy. It's not easy, but it doesn't, you know, if you're struggling, you know, it's important to get the help you need because you're somebody's son, Mm -hmm. you're somebody's dad, you know, you're somebody's grandfather, you know, maybe if not that, then you're somebody's boss, you're somebody's best friend, you're somebody's idol. You may not even know it, but at the end of the day, exactly. You're, you are important to everybody. And, yeah. you know, we need to just understand that as a guy, it's all right to be tough and be, you know, strong and burly and you know, be a little rough around the edges sometimes. But when it comes to the point of putting yourself in a detrimental spot, that's when you need to make that decision to change. Because if not, it, it could go bad pretty quick, especially as a man, because we're stubborn as all hell. And, <laughs> and we just... We're always right. We're never we're never wrong. So if if we're sitting there, oh no, I'm I, I don't have an issue. Yeah, that issue will bury you very fast. And it's either pull your head out of your ass or you know, deal with the consequences. And unfortunately, too many people aren't hearing podcasts like this that aren't getting to hear Trevor's story, that aren't getting to hear, you know, the building the hope video and see that there's opportunities. Like it's proven, it's happened. We are living people that have gone through it and are still going through it. I remember being wasted high at three in the morning and Googling, like just searching through, you know, addiction stories and recovery stories and like Googling and watching all this shit. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was terrible. I wanted off the ride far, far before I did. Uh, yeah. It was, it was a scary pattern, but like, we got to normalize these conversations, man. Like, yeah. like you're saying that guy at the vending, the the, the vendor running the booth, I, uh, you know, we come up and I, we make, we tease girls, we ter- te- tease the women in our lives for going to the bathroom together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Like men, we need to be going to the bathroom and having those conversations. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Real talk. Like we need to be going, talking about the shit that's going on for us in our lives and not just being critical of our spouse or our loved ones or our boss, but just like, how does that make you feel? Like, fuck the story. Leave the story at the door. Tell me how you're feeling. Yep. And we'll work through that together. I don't care who is right, who is wrong, what she said, what she did. Fucking just tell me. You feel attacked. You feel hurt. But I used to be so emotionally illiterate. I couldn't, I didn't, I just knew I was angry, happy, or sad. That mm-hmm. was about it. Yeah. So I, didn't, I couldn't talk about how I feel. It would have been impossible. And that's the growth piece that pushed you as far as it possibly can. And you have to learn what's life trying to teach you. It's trying to teach you something. It's trying to show you something. And, you know, that's where that whole emotional piece is. And I've done lots of uh, emotional education stuff over the years that I'm sure would make most men, the trades run away screaming, but, (laughs) (laughs) but 
honestly, and emotions feel scary because men aren't socially conditioned to experience the full range of them. But really all they're there for is emotions exist in the human psyche mm -hmm. to help us figure out what's going on and what to do about it. So if you don't pay attention to the emotions, if you run away screaming from them or numb them out or shut them down or whatever it is, uh, then you don't have the learning opportunities and that's where you get stuck. And you don't even have to have substances necessarily, uh, yeah. although that makes it even worse, but it's uh, that that's where you get stuck is when you're not able to, to figure out what it is that you're feeling and, and how we learn is socially, you know? So Trevor, I loved what you said at the, something like what you said at the end of your episode, we, you know, we think we're so fucking tough, but we can't, yeah. you know, talk about our fucking emotions. And it's just I like, say that probably five times a week to dudes. No. I right? love it. <laughs> you think you're so fucking tough. Tell me how you feel right now. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're all suffering. You know, we're all suffering from the same disease, the, the same wasting uh, disease. It's terminally. We're all, we're all human. Mm -hmm. Right. We got all I the agree. same shit. I used to other than myself or think I was broken or less than or whatever or better than. And I was the man and all this shit. But you know what? I'm nothing special. I really am not. I'm another human walking the planet having a very uh, human experience. And uh, and because of the recovery, the time I've gotten recovery, uh, I've, I get to live a life now. And uh, and I get to show up and be a special person in, in the lives of some, some pretty incredible people, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. And with, uh, with being able to be sober and having my life back and, uh, you know, being kind of free from addiction here, it's been, uh, it's been a blessing to see some people come back into my life. Some of them, I, I don't know how they are okay with being back in my life. And some of them I'm blessed with being introduced newly into my life. And it has been amazing. You know, my brother, I know he's, he's crazy. He's not even actually my brother, but he's the closest, you know, big brother i've ever had and uh his name's taylor and man that guy has been with me through thick and thin like we were there before in high school knew him met through a hard situation and then he knew me after that into just being friends at the gym saw me going to addiction going downhill saw me he was the last person i saw before i went into treatment there actually before i got on the the plane he was the last person i saw and then now coming back and it's like the opportunities that have been blessed in my life is that now i get to have him as my best man at my wedding this next year here so i'm i'm uh pretty pumped and we're doing great and we're healthy he's he's been a huge inspiration in my life and being able to just stick beside me through some stuff that he should have never been able to he should have gave up on me a long time ago but um that that's like those bonds like there's a lot of people that will give up on you but it's the people that stick beside you that they're they're rooting for you no matter what and be there and be present for the people and be yeah. most of all be available for yourself love yourself more than uh more than you ever have man that's uh it's huge and we need more people it's it's crazy the population that we have lost since what 2016 <clears throat> yeah and uh you know those are all people that matter that quote that you said earlier that your aunt says, it's actually a quote from a journalist named Johan Hari that says, yeah. the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. The opposite of addiction is connection. Absolutely. And I always talk about how, yes, it is connection with other people. Absolutely. 100%. Mm -hmm. And it's also connection to ourselves. 
And that gets back to that self-love piece yeah. that you just talked about, Kale, which is like, what the fuck is self-love and how do I get there? Because <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not natural in this world that we live in anymore. We're not raised. We're actually raised to hate ourselves mm-hmm. uh, it, because you need this. You need that to be OK. You need to have look like this. You need to have that truck, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And it, you know, further to that, like spirituality in, in the trades is right it's an oxymoron <laughs> right yeah we make fun of it right like we mean oh sp- spirituality uh, you know like but this is the thing like i you know what keeps me clean today and what actually enriches my life is spirituality mm-hmm. now, let's not let's not confuse it with the three letter d g word that nobody mm-hmm. likes to say and that's not yeah. use it with religion but look a friend of mine boiled it down to me and said look you want spirituality believe in something mm-hmm. just fucking believe in something and and live by that right like believe wholeheartedly in something that's good and 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 helps like is not selfish mm-hmm. and live to that like live in service of others live a principled life mm-hmm. believe in that and you will be okay something that's connected so, to love somehow so spiritually bankrupt when i was <laughs> you know for the bulk of my career and now it's just like, you know, yeah. And you know what? I was desperate for love. That's what it was. I love and acceptance and a fear of being alone. And now like I walk out into the planet and I just take love with me and mm-hmm. I don't need it so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not looking for it so much because it's just what I'm bringing into my conversations. It's what I'm bringing to my relationships with everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is just compassion, empathy, and love and kindness. The world kindness. needs so much more kindness now. And, I'll tell you what's powerful is when a guy like Kale, like that looks like Kale or a guy that looks like me walks in the room and sets the tone mm-hmm. because we have the, we have the power. We've been given the privilege to be able to walk in and set the tone or set the energy very easily mm-hmm. as white men. Nobody can set the tone faster than we can. It's not something I chose, but it's a privilege that's been given to me. And uh, so when I walk into those rooms and I try and stand up like Kale does on his job sites, and and be a beacon of hope and uh, somebody and, and and model demonstrate a different way of being other mm-hmm. men follow quickly because mm-hmm. you know, they don't want to suffer anymore yeah they just need permission permission almost to just be a different way yeah and that's what this whole podcast was that was our hope with it when we started it is start the conversation with people who want to have the conversation like you guys and then other people can listen and start knowing that there's a different way to be. And I I guess that's one of the gifts of technology and living in the time that we do right now is that you don't have to get a fucking degree in psychology anymore. You can just, you can listen to podcasts, you can read some books, you can, if you don't like the idea, don't, don't use it, keep going and find something that does work for you. Right. And, uh, and that's what we really, yeah, just, just want to spread those, um, those ideas of growth. You don't have to be stuck in the same stupid shit that you've been stuck in, right? <laughs> Thanks to Trevor and Kale for contributing those important thoughts to the recovery conversation. I noticed that recovery is about accessing our inner leadership. Recovery is social. We don't recover in total isolation. We need helpers, healers, and journey companions So whether you're attending a support group, a counseling appointment, a fellowship group, or Trevor invites you to be like the ladies and go to the bathroom together for some real fucking talk, we need each other to recover. 
In other episodes of Off the Clock Toolbox Talk, Jason, Daniel, and Trevor have all suggested that being real starts with you, and that when we are real, that's when we find the other people around us who are also desperate to be real. Recovery is about leading yourself through growth, which is leading yourself through vulnerability. And once you've led yourself through a couple of cycles of that vulnerability, people start to notice. And all of a sudden, people are coming to you to find out what's going on with the changes they see. All of a sudden, you find yourself in a leadership position. And this is how vulnerability transforms into strength. We have to be vulnerable in order to change and grow. Think about muscle growth. You have to tear the original muscle, which can be uncomfortable, to allow the new muscle to grow and expand. And Trevor talked about how hard we cling to the original thing. The identities, relationships, or the original muscles, terrified we'll lose them. And then we have no other choice but to let them break. And the thing that emerges is peace, hope, love, the air that we've literally been dying for for so long. So instead of recovery being the guy who couldn't handle it, the guy who fucked it all up, Recovery is actually about leadership to self, to loved ones, to the planet, to everything we touch. And that's it for Random Recovery Thoughts. I'm out. Off the Clock Toolbox Talk has been a Fraser House Society project, executive produced and co-hosted by Karen Jansen, managed by Delan Young on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples. Production of this material has been made in part through a financial contribution from Health Canada. The views expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the views of Health Canada or Fraser House Society. The content of this podcast is conversation between people with living experience and should not be taken as professional advice. Special thanks to Clear Marketing for supporting off-the-clock toolbox talk and standing behind our tradespeople in the drug poisoning crisis. Clear Marketing for all your swag and marketing needs. Check out clearmarketing.ca. If you want some of the -the off-the-clock toolbox talk carpentry pencils or playing cards that we got through Clear Marketing on your site, email us at tradespodcast at gmail.com. Help save lives. Go to tradespodcast.com to find tools and tips to promote the podcast on your site with minimal stressors. Like us on socials, Instagram at offtheclock.toolboxtalk. Send us constructive feedback in any form you'd like, tradespodcast at gmail.com. Help us help you.